Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode on how to start your book. And the reason why we're talking about this today, because there's a lot of people out there, maybe you, maybe you've been listening for a while, but you still, for some reason, have not been able to start writing your book. You've been thinking about it. Maybe you've been talking about it. Maybe you're at that point, we've got other people asking you, oh, when are you going to write this thing? And you just hate the question because you're not working on it. So today we're going to get dig into how to actually start that book and other things as well. But that's the, that's the main message that we want to get through, through to you today because no one can read it and you can benefit from the amazing transformations in your life and your business and for your readers if the book isn't written. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I am very excited because I'm actually bringing to you one of my clients, Donald Middleton. He's the author of a book called Conversations with God. Um, and we have the great blessing of publishing this book for him. It's, uh, it's an amazing book filled with like tidbits and information for success in, in life. Um, just, you know, the conversations that every kids should have with their dad, but most of them don't. So anyway, Don is actually a proud veteran of the United States Army, and he's spent a lot of his life in youth mentoring and public service and community development, um, currently serves as the president of his local Kiwanis Club, whose mission is to serve the children of the world. So you can see why it makes sense that he would write a book titled Conversations with My Dad. And um, Donald has also been married for 37 years and the proud father of three children and five grandchildren. And obviously, you know, he went through something to get his book written. So we are certainly excited to have you here today, Donald. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Christine. It's my pleasure to be here today. Yeah, my pleasure as well to chat with you. And my, my opening question is always this, how did you end up becoming an author? You know, childhood dream, uh, you know, lightning bolt moment, something you've thought about for years as an adult, but, you know, never really did anything with like, how did you come to be the published author of this great book called Conversations with My Dad? Well, that's a, that's a strange story because I actually, I call myself a, the anti-author and what I mean by that <laughs> is I had no inclination that I would ever be an author or never was it any any ambition of mine. I actually began on this path through what you described earlier, right, which was my youth mentoring and also the inspiration from my oldest son who gave me the inspiration to write this book because I saw him making some unwise choices for a young man. And so we sat down and I said, we're going to talk about seven things that I need you to understand as you grow into adulthood. And at the time, I think he was 16 years old. 
and uh, we talked about it and I recorded it on audio tape actually. Used to do at that time mentoring in the Detroit public schools. And so I used it as a mentoring tool to just let young people hear about some of the conversations that we were having, just real life table talk conversations. And uh, one of the teachers says, you ought to write, make a book. And I says, I'm not writing a book. I says, I didn't do this to write a book. I, I did this to have my, I told you so moment for my son when he screws up later. And we had a good little chuckle. And she says, no, Donald, that's some good stuff in there. And so I embarked on my journey to write to begin writing in 2000. I think it was 2009 back then. And I wrote the book. I had almost finished the book, basically. And at the time that I was going to get it prepared, to present it, to get it edited and so forth, my computer crashed and I lost the whole book. So needless to say, I was disparaged. I was just lost all motivation. And I was pretty depressed because I felt like I had some great stuff in that book that I wrote. And about a year later, my wife came to me and said, Donald, you need to write that book. She said, the world needs that book. And she says, I've got a person that will be great to help you get that book finished. And my wife does social media. So she's always online and looking for people that have relevant, good content online. And lo and behold, Christine, and it's almost like a commercial. She she ran across you and she introduced you to me. And when I began to follow your instructions and the things that you had laid out to get your book done, it became so simple. You know, for me as a person, once again, I the anti-author, no no inclination to want to write or any of that. But the way that your program was just succinctly laid out, start here, do this, do this, do this. It made it so that I found myself finishing the book. But <laughs> for a second so, time. <laughs> for the second time. And this time, my wife introduced me to something that was great. She said, you need to write it in Google Docs and it saves automatically to Google. <laughs> and that way you won't lose your book. So, <laughs> so needless to say, that's the short of the story, if you will. So a few things here that I just want to speak to. Number one is that I've never actually heard the phrase, I think, anti-author. <laughs> like, I don't, usually people come to me like, no, I'm pro-author. Like, I want to be an author. That's a new term for me. So thanks for expanding my vocabulary, Donald. I appreciate that, the anti-author. But look at you, even the anti-author is a published author. (laughs) Any of you anti-authors listening, like there's hope for you too. So it's one thing I wanted to point out. Um, And the other thing, well, first of all, just from a practical, tactical perspective, if you're not writing in something like Google Drive that is automatically backing up and you can access, you know, from multiple points, make sure that if you're working in a hard drive in your computer with with your document, you are, you know, using a service like Carbonite or some sort of backup service that will automatically be backing up your hard drive for you. Like I, Carbonite is the one that I use. So that's the one that I know, but just make sure because, you know, this might be a peace of mind for you, but we, you're not the only client I've heard this happen to that. It just like, it's just gone and irretrievable and it's heartbreaking 
First, I want to acknowledge your wife for holding the vision that you could do this a second time, even after you lost the first one, but also acknowledging you for being willing, you know, yeah, okay, you got in to get your book done, you know, do this, do this, do this. We say it's like paint by numbers, but you did it. And to do it a first time is one thing, but to do it a second time, and I hope none of you have to have that experience of writing the book that you already wrote a second time, but Don, it just really speaks to the determination that you had and that you continue to have in you know, service and wanting to get this message out there. So kudos to you on that effort. Thank you. And I just want to clear something up to, to all of my author friends. When I say anti-author, I don't mean against authors. I mean anti-reader. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I get it. Because there are there's so many people out there who they're walking around like knowing that they're here to be an author for years or decades. I had a client once, she came to me, I think it was something like 55 years that she'd been thinking about writing this book until she finally did it. Um, you know, it's like, man, but I get it. Like, no, the anti me not being an author. There's a lot of yeah. people walk around with that, but sometimes those are the people that have like the most important messages that need to be shared that didn't even think of themselves as authors or don't believe it being it, it possible for them for whatever reason. Yes. So, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you actually started um, I know like it was, a, you know, you wrote the whole thing and then lost it and then came in to get your book done, which for any of you who aren't yet familiar with that program, it's kind of easy. Just go to getyourbookdone.com and you can learn more about it. You had some kind of fits and starts with the process of like, what do I do? Where do I start even before you found the course? So will you speak to that? Because everyone's got to start somewhere. And so many people just leave themselves like parked in the garage and never take the car out for a spin and begin this writing journey. So will you share some wisdom and any insight lessons uh, learned on that piece of the puzzle here? Yes. So I, I think the most important part about then Finishing your book is actually starting your book. <laughs> so yeah. you can never finish it if you never start your book. And that is the whole thing. And I think, and I'm talking about myself and I'm sure others have went through this. I think we try to get it all right the first time. And once again, if you're an anti-author like me, meaning I'm not a writer, right? And so I'm trying to make sure this is perfect and that is perfect. Don't worry about that. Just write it. And then there are people that do great work that'll help you kind of get it to where it needs to be. But it, that can never happen if you never start writing. So well said. I have, I actually have t-shirts made that some of my clients have received at retreats and things that say, I will not edit while I write. <laughs> because if you try to get every sentence perfect, like you're going to go nowhere fast. Exactly. You're exactly right. Because you have to, you're going to make mistakes. And guess what? What looks great and sounds great to you, it may not be the same when others see it. So that's why you need to have that objective, critical eye to kind of say, ah, do you think that you might want to put this here or say this that way? And be open to that, to help you 
get the best out of your message, whatever your message may be. So true. Like everyone needs an editor, even the best authors coming out of the biggest publishing houses in New York City, whose lives are spent writing still get edited. So I I just want to like distill down for those of you who are wondering for yourselves, like, well, you know, how, how do I start? It almost sounds first, Donald, like what you're talking about is the real mindset. Like if you're starting out with the mindset of, I have to get this perfect from the get go, like you're never going to start because you're not going to get it perfect from the get go. So was it really a, could you speak a little bit to the mindset shift? And maybe this is some of the mindset, you know, in the conversations that you have with your son in terms of, you know, how to do life successfully. But um, would you say that it started with your mindset first of having to let go of that perfectionism and and trying to get it right? Indeed. Because once again, I didn't know anything about writing a book. And I just, I felt like this book has got to be right. It's got to be perfect. But as I began to learn the process of, of writing correctly and writing a good book, that was one of the best lessons that I learned, which is not to get it perfect or right the first time, just get it done. And then you go back. It's just like, I'm sure we all drive cars. And I hope that none of us think that the cars we drove came out perfect the first time they were designed and, and, and manufactured and with some testing and some tweaking done. And your book is the same way. It's an evolution. It's a real evolution. And, you know, with the way that I like to work with my clients is that not only is it an evolution, like it's a sacred process. Like writing your book, I mean, the written word, if you think of it, like in the beginning was the word we create with our words. So if we can honor ourselves and let go of the perfectionism and allow ourselves to start, what I've witnessed over the years working with, you know, thousands of authors is that it is an evolutionary process and a sacred process that eventually begins to have a life of its own. And then the words are guiding you and you're sort of guiding the words and it becomes this dance. Do you find yourself having that experience at all, Don, where it really became like not all, you know, self-generated, but like this co-creative and sacred process with the book itself? Did you experience that as you wrote it all? I'm just curious. Yeah, because it, like I said, as I wrote and then I went back and read, I wanted it to evolve into the message that I felt was relevant for the audience that I was trying to reach. And so I kind of had to immerse myself in the process to get it to where I wanted it. And it happened the first time, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> wonder when people talk about, you know, writing a book in a weekend or whatever it is, you know, oh, you can get it done in a week and be a bestseller next Tuesday. It's like, where's the evolution? Where's the process? Where's the spaciousness to really make sure that this work, right? Like this book was inspired by conversations you had with your son. Like talk about sacred, that's sacred. And I love that you're speaking to, you know, how you get started is letting go of the perfectionism, understanding it's not going to come out first time, and then allowing for the evolution to happen, to make it everything it can be. You know, I love that because if, you know, if we all thought that we were going to publish our first drafts, I mean, you know, we'd have a bunch of really kind of not great books out there that were not indicative and reflective of who we are, right? Donald, I'm sure that for you, that was probably part of it. Like you want this book to, you know, represent you well as the author and really speak to the highest of what you wanted to to share. Am I correct in that assumption? 
Indeed, because I think I spoke about it a little bit. So your book to me, and I've learned this later, it, it's like my child, right? I, I give birth to it. I've created it and I, I nurture it. But like a child, right? It doesn't end the day that you finish because I, I, I believe we all think that, wow, when I write this book, I'm going to be a best-selling author and I'm going to make tons of money. And that's only partially true because, once again, your book is like your child. It doesn't end with the writing process. There are things that happen after that to make sure that the world gets to hear your message and then inspire other people to read your message. So that's one of the big, I'll say, learning points that I've discovered on this journey. Absolutely. You write it once, but you market it forever, or at least as you want, as long as you want people to read it. And hopefully if you've written, you know, the right book and not just crank something out real fast to get, you know, a fancy business card done, but you've really written what feels like a piece of your life's work, you're going to want to be marketing and talking about that book for years to come. I always tell my clients, like, write the book that you'd be excited to talk about on stage in five, 10, 15 years from now. That's the book you want to be writing. Like for you, Don, I can see you talking about these principles in this book to youth, like for as long as you've got a voice to be able to speak to them. Right. And that's, I think, what's so important for every single author to understand is, you know, yeah, it's written once, but it's, you know, it's marketed forever. It's yeah. shared forever. So I actually want to ask you a question about your, um, your book. Well, I'm in the process of raising a 15 year old daughter at the moment. We all, those of us who have uh, been through or um, are experiencing that process right now, you know, like it's, you know, it's a ripe time for really rich conversations. So I just want to hear from you a little bit about the content of your book and specifically around, you know, how do you talk about these difficult subjects and I want, for those of you listening, I want you to listen with an ear because some of you are writing pieces in your book that are difficult subjects that may have been difficult experiences that you've had that might be sharing or exposing a difficult relationship or experience that you had. So I'm going to ask the question from like the perspective of, you know, the content of Donald's book, Conversations with Dad, in terms of how to talk about these difficult subjects. But I want you to listen to what he's saying through the ear of, huh, like, is there anything that I, and I have no idea how he's going to answer this question, but I'm just seeding it because I feel like some of it's going to be relevant. So I want you to listen with that ear of how might what he's saying about having these difficult conversations kind of parlay over to my experience in writing my book with some of the difficult things that I need to write in my book. You know, like a lot of times pretty powerful and challenging, you know, stories and messages and how you learned those messages and your wisdom are shared or difficult. So we're going to have you talk about it from the perspective of the message of your book, Don, but you listeners are going to be listening from that perspective and how, how can this help me in actually getting started and writing my own book? Because some of you aren't writing your books because you're scared of some of these difficult things that may come up that you know probably need to be addressed or, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you talk? And we'll just put in parentheses or write, you know, about these difficult subjects. Let's start with the 
15 year old aspect that you just talked about. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so like I said, I'm a father of three and a grandfather. However, and I think parents, anyone who has children or teenagers will understand this. So from it's like zero to 12, you're hero. From 13 to 20, maybe you're zero. In other words, you know nothing. You're, you're a dumb parent. So you went from mom, it's lovely and she's bright to, oh, mom, you're, you're a downer and you're a bad person to your kids. So from that aspect, when I saw my son making those changes and I thought that he needed to understand some relevant content about life. Um, as I wrote the book, right, I laid out, uh, in it, my book has seven chapters, but the one that I love the most, and to go back to your another one of your points, that transcends time. In other words, it's not the thought of the day or the hot topic of the moment. It's relevant from today, yesterday, and in the past which is mind your business, right? That's the first chapter of my book. And when I mentor young people, I, I help them understand how their life is a business, that everything you do, and especially nowadays, there's going to be a record of that. And you need to be accountable to your record and the things you do and make sure that you run your life like a business, meaning you're like a business who you acquisitions, mergers, and so forth, right? Uh, and as I wrote that content, in, in all of the content in my book, I wrote my truth, right? I wrote the truth. And I think that's where a lot of authors may struggle in terms of what they put out. They want to write what they feel is their truth, but are afraid of how it's going to be received. Mm -hmm. If you structure your truth right and make it thought-provoking, I think that people will engage in that. Uh, a little bit better. And just to that point, right, my, the, the other chapters of my book build on the first chapter, which, you know, my second chapter being the importance of a good, good education. When, when is that not relevant in life? And the next chapter, which is the, um, the keys to a better existence, which tells young people that relationships and know-how in life is the key to making your life super great or super bad. So once again, always relative, the importance of maintaining your family structure. And so me, as, and I'm an African-American male, uh, that's very important. So once again, when is that not important? After that, the importance of good negotiation skills. And one of my, my last and favorite chapter, I call it choices. And boy, oh boy, I, like I said, I, I wrote this nine years ago, but if this is not relevant today, I don't know what is. Choices contains race, religion, and politics, in which I explain to young people that these are very touchy subjects. You have to make sure that you are mindful when discussing them because everybody can't have that conversation and, and come out of it a better person. So that's just the short of it. Well, I love what you're saying about, you know, that there's some, some structure to it. Like if you structure it right then it's easier for other people to digest. And I think the equivalent of like what I say when I'm coaching clients around these, you know, difficult areas to write, you know, and sometimes like you do, you have to lay down the law in your book and, you know, people need to hear it. But my equivalent analogy of this is like how something's structured 
how it's framed can make the difference between someone instantly like fighting against and rejecting it or being willing to open to listen and hear a little bit more. And uh, of course, you can go to our um, show notes and you'll see a link there to uh, Donald's book, Conversations with Dad, if you want to learn a little bit more about that. But so that's relevant to his content, but I had a feeling it was going to be relevant to your writing, your book as well, when you're dealing with those touchy subjects and it's, you know, structuring it in a way that are digestible to your readers. So I feel like we could talk forever, but I also feel like we've helped give you listeners today just some little tips on how you can start writing, right? Because you're stopped by the difficult things you're going to have to write about and you don't know how to do it. We gave you some tips for that in terms of like structuring it to create an opening so someone can hear, not having to be perfect, not trying to make that first draft your final draft, but just, you know, getting it down. Um, so these are some of the things and more things that we talked about, obviously, with this, you know, how to how to get started. And of course, if you want my help getting started, you know, just go to getyourbookdone.com and uh, that paint by numbers kind of uh, transformational book writing system is right there available for you. So do check that out. So Don, in closing today, if there were one, you know, key thing, key message that you wanted our amazing listeners walking away with from our conversation today, what would that key message be? Like the one thing that you just oh, want them to hold on to this as they move forward with their book and their life, what have you? Well, it would simply be this, and I'm, I'm sure you hear it as much as I hear it now that I, I uh, published my first book is I really, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book but I just, I don't know where to start and what to do. And my answer is always just do it. it you have to start somewhere. Like I said, I, I started. As a matter of fact, I'm finishing my second book. And I guess it's been like an elephant. <laughs> but once again, I want to make sure that it's relevant to the people that I'm trying to serve, but for those who are, are thinking about writing, make if you don't make any investment in anything for the rest of this year, make the investment in yourself to get your book done and get your message out. That's what I'll leave them with. Thank you. And to do it, because as you said earlier, the most important step to finishing your book is starting your book. And some of you listening right now, you know that we're talking like very directly to you that you need to go get your calendar. And maybe by the end of the day today or the end of the day tomorrow, like get an appointment in your calendar to at least, you know, literally write in that calendar. If you haven't started yet, like start my book. And, you know, if you, if you do grab, get your book done, that just makes it easy for you because you'll know exactly what you need to be doing tomorrow. Should you do that? So, but nonetheless, start the book because if it's not started, it'll never be finished. Um, so thank you, Don. I also want to make sure that y'all know when you go to the show notes, you'll see the link to get your book done. You'll see the link to Don's book and some ways of connecting with him. You will also see his Facebook, some other social media outlets there. Please do that. But also check out the link to Don's free resource, which is the name, the titled after the first chapter of his book called Mind Your Business. And it's about successful tips for negotiating and before we went, you know, into recording, we were having a little chat and he's like, you know, we're negotiating our entire 
lives. And, and some of you right now may have some negotiations that you need to do to negotiate with your family to make sure that you are not disrupted and disturbed when you do set that writing appointment. Like there's a negotiation there that's like, okay, like I'm going to do this and I need to get agreements and negotiate with my family to support me in doing this. So don't hesitate, please, to go grab the resource from Don as well, Minding Your Business Tips for Successful Negotiations, because some of you do need to negotiate uh, time and space in your life and with your family and other commitments that you had to be able to do this. So a uh, perfect resource that you've offered for our readers today, Dom. Sorry, I keep calling you Don because I have another author client that I'll be interviewing shortly called named Don, but Donald. Such a pleasure to talk with you again. I don't think we've actually spoken uh, probably for two years. Um, yes. Yes, it's so been a it's, while. It has been a while, and it really is a great joy to spend this time with you. I thank you for your time. I thank you for this book that you've written. I think I might go pick it up and uh, see if I can get my daughter to take a read <laughs> or use it as a conversation piece for us, because, yeah, like, mom doesn't know anything right now, that's for sure. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just want to say, I, kids really like it when they pick it up, and usually when people buy it, Parents buy two copies of it, and that's great, but kids really like it, so I, I encourage you to do that. Awesome. Well, I will. I will. Thank you again, Donald, so much for your time today, and to my fabulous listening audience, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the kind of person who is responding to this urge, this calling, this desire inside of you to write your transformational book and make that difference that you know that you're here to make. And believe me when I tell you, you're going to be like the number one person whose life transforms and changes and grows and evolves and becomes um, more than you could have imagined. I think through the process of writing, it, it, does, it changes, changes everything. So thank you for being the kind of person who's willing to take that on and do what it takes to start your book finish your book and get your book out there in the world. So happy writing. And I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of get your book done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, the transformation quadrant which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.